Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today, I actually wanted to talk to you about a topic that I think will speak to you, and it's recognizing a meaningful business opportunity when you see one. The ability to identify and then act on a worthwhile venture is always a skill worth cultivating. But first, I wanted to mention a couple of things that have happened this past week, and it's really along the lines of what we've all been dealing with, working remotely, working from home. Um, I do go into the office because I'm in healthcare, but I also have a couple of days that I have worked remotely. So I know everybody is trying to navigate through this new normal, as, as they call it, trying to figure out how to have successful business meetings and strategy sessions and that face-to-face contact with clients. Well, a couple of things I've seen that I just want to just put out there to warn you about that isn't a good look for anybody. Now, remember in March, we all cut everybody some slack because they were trying to figure out how to work Zoom, how to work GlobalMeet, WebEx, GoToMeeting. And so I understand there's a lot of people that are not tech savvy. Okay, no problem. March, we give you a pass. April, we were like, okay, we'll be a little more tolerant. We still hear barking dogs in the background, along with kids that are running back and forth. But we have to really, at some point, decide where does the professionalism, now that we're into May, and we are edging on three months of this, some states are just starting to open, some aren't even giving a date when they're going to open yet. So as an entrepreneur, or somebody who is trying to break into the entrepreneur field, it is really important, and it is so, I would say, probably the most important thing you have to figure out as far as a mindset is to make sure that you are putting your best foot forward, that you are giving a good first impression, that you're learning these new digital platforms and understanding. And this is what I found out this week. uh, There's a couple of people that were doing meetings and they did waist up tie and shirt and then stood up not realizing that their laptop uh, could see them and they have on boxer shorts underneath. Or they decided that they weren't going to turn off their mic or their video as they were walking with their phone to use the restroom. Yeah, we don't need those noises over the air or do we need to follow you into your private space? But it is getting a little bit out of control and I understand again that a lot of people are like, well, you know, this is a new normal for people. If you truly want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be thought of or looked at or respected as that person who has their stuff together and that they understand what it takes to survive survive in the world of owning your own business, you're going to need to make sure that you are perfecting not only the digital world, but also what goes on behind you, around you, and in your professional outlook. Make sure that you are not one of those people that says, it's fine, it'll be fine. I'm even seeing the lack of understanding what professionalism is in the professional sports world on other podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts myself because that is a hobby of mine, not just created them but listening to them 
and I turn them off. If I hear the background noise of a barking dog or a child or anything like that, and it's not to be harsh, it's to say I'm there for the content. Now I understand sometimes with audio, you do have maybe a touch of a microphone and things like that. And we try to edit out as much as we can there. Sometimes our audio quality is, is up and down only because it depends on uh, what platform you use to record. I use Audacity, so sometimes it's a little twitchy. So it just depends on what you're using. But if you truly, truly are interested in entrepreneurship, you've got to tighten things up where that is concerned. So I just wanted to put that out there to start because of what I'm seeing. And I just don't want you to be caught in the trap of what others are saying, basically, oh, it's fine. It's not fine. Make sure you clean that up. So let's get back to our topic of today. And again, we're talking about recognizing a meaningful business opportunity when you see one. And according to the Small Business Association, about 50% of businesses survive to reach their fifth year. That is terrible. So basically, they're saying you've got a 50-50 chance of making it, which means all the more, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to take that next step, you really have to look at what it takes to survive, what it takes to make sure that you can participate in the owning your own business uh, climate. So it's interesting because the SBA's analysis found that these survival rates generally remain consistent regardless of the overall state of the economy. So in other words, lasting success is largely dependent on choosing the right business opportunity for you, whether it's something you've created or it's something that you're buying into. Now, while understanding the basics of running a business is certainly important, your ability to recognize meaningful opportunities will play a role in whether you author a lasting success story or you're one of the statistical 50 percenters. So identifying these opportunities, it's not an exact science, but there are some telltale signs I like to call them to look out for, beginning with the following five. And I always make lists. I mentioned them at the beginning of the podcast series. So today you're going to get my top five. And this is just a beginning to see if you have what it takes or if you're out there with that skill of being able to recognize a good opportunity in business. So number one, you found a noteworthy market inefficiency, and that's a big deal. So not surprisingly, the best ideas come from when you find a meaningful problem to solve. Remember, it's what you can do for the potential customer. So I've written this in blogs previously, I've talked about this, but some of the easiest ways to identify these opportunities come by looking at problems within your community or drawing from things that you've experienced firsthand. Good example of a new uh, product that I just saw. So everybody is wearing face masks right now. And actually, it's required to go into any business in certain states. I'm in California, and they just opened up nail salons, for example. So going in for a pedicure recently, I had to wear a mask. When we go into the grocery store, we've got to wear a mask. But what wasn't taken into account for this, because it's very difficult to even breathe, but to talk through a mask, are the hearing impaired people. So what do you do with that? Well, there was a company out there, DocsX, that actually made a clear portion in the mask in front of somebody's mouth so that lip readers can see that. And I thought that was just ingenious because they went to see how could they solve a problem for a certain niche of people. And in the first week that they showed what their product was and their model that they showed it on, very pretty gal, but not overly supermodel, but definitely somebody that you'd want to look at. And it just showed how very 
very nice. It fit on her face. And she looked also like a healthcare professional, which I thought was helpful. But I actually contacted the person. I said, how much did you actually sell? If you don't mind me asking, she goes in the first seven days, I sold 10,000 units at $10 each. That's $100,000. Talk about finding a market inefficiency. But that's where you get the innovation from. So she definitely understood what was going on there. And a big part of why these methods are so valuable is because they help you to identify issues that you're going to be more passionate about, which means now that your endeavors are going to be likely to be more warmly received and create a meaningful impact. Another one, number two, is identify successful business models in similar markets. So in speaking to a couple of CEOs of different companies, during our conversations, one of the things that they were talking about is pay close attention to business models and products that work well in similar markets to your own, but maybe aren't currently available in your area. So look for ways to bring concepts to your local market. These will have much lower risk than the novel ideas. For example, looking at a certain online car dealership in the United States. There's a business model out there that had not been introduced yet in Canada. And so a, a friend of mine, they basically brought that to their Canadian area. And now they're looking at some really good growth potential there. Now we are in also a digital centric age. And I mentioned that quite a bit because it's not an option anymore to have background or at least some knowledge in the digital area. But this helps you because you're not confined to a particular country or region. Think about the the podcast. The Business Collective right now is being heard in 19 countries, including the United States. My CodeCast podcast is in over 100 countries, including the United States. So it gives you an opportunity to establish your own similar business in your own area. And using a basic business model and product line that have already been proven, you may have a kind of a, a, a twist on that. And you can use a model at least like that to launch your own brand. And it can really help you with success in that area. So number three is called a tried and true idea. So a new approach to that. So and looking at the digital age, for example, how digital entrepreneurs develop winning ideas. So I've done something recently, and it just reminded me of something that I was going back to the beginning of eBay, for example. There, those people saw an opportunity to connect people through launching what they really call a virtual flea market. And it offered a platform that connected buyers and sellers directly. It was something that we've never seen before. And so it doesn't sound that unique, but it's a big part of what helped it made, so, made it so successful is that people understood what a flea market was, so virtual. And it took a concept that people already knew and understood and brought it to the digital world. And this same idea has worked for a ton of other brands. So what I've done in my business, remember I talked to you about my healthcare core, I've recently opened up something called a virtual healthcare C-suite, meaning that because of a lot of higher paid individuals in the healthcare community are being furloughed, or they just can't afford their salaries anymore, meaning CEOs, administrators, uh, CFOs, then I've had several of my clients come to me and say, hey, do you have any idea how we can still get that information, but not have to bring back in a $100,000 employee? And I started thinking about that, thinking my skill set, not just my education, but also I belong to a society that allows me to have healthcare accounting, healthcare legal information, and I have it just at a moment's notice if I need it. And so, and because I'm also a numbers person. So I just 
opened it up about two weeks ago and said, hey, I am offering this service if anybody wants it. It's a virtual C-suite. So it is a, a retainer type service. And if you want to talk to me about it based on your practice size, give me a call. Oh my gosh, talking about open up the flood markets. So now I have four clients and two are actually new. They were not existing clients that are now on retainer and I am their virtual CFO. A couple have me as a CEO and one has me as a virtual practice administrator. So these ideas and are things that can just come to you as a conversation. And believe me, it takes a lot of work and finding ways to digitize or otherwise streamline an in-demand concept that is typical in a face-to-face, -face, but you have to look at branching out. So if you are truly interested in that entrepreneur idea, this is how you get creative. Where is that need in the market? And so now I have practices, instead of spending that 100 or 150,000 on that employee, certain practices, depending on their size, are spending anywhere from 20000 30000 possibly, even there's some that are less, some that are more per year, but getting the same information, just not somebody sitting in their practice. So this has been kind of an innovative thing to be able to do. Number four, it's something people are asking for. So regardless of whether you're currently run your own business or if you're in a nine to five job looking to make the transition, your work experience gives you ample opportunity to hear from customers and use that opportunity, direct customer feedback, buying trends and other customer requests. This gives you greater insight into what the market wants and needs. Sometimes your customers will ask for something that isn't currently being offered. Other times they'll want something similar to what's already available, but they want something better. So whether the opportunity lies in a new product or in just better or improved customer service, pay close attention to what customers are asking for and what they're saying. And that's the key to identify business models that will be well received in your local market. What do people need right now? And just pay attention. That's actually a good way to start your process of transitioning from employee to entrepreneur. And then the last one is that there is an opportunity to act quickly. There's obvious preparatory steps that you would have to take and they're certainly important. But some of the most successful business opportunities allow for a fast launch and an interrogative approach. So how you're looking at this, it really allows you to respond quickly to market disruptions and pivot so you can better serve customers with your winning idea. Be the first in your market with a particular idea. It also gives you the opportunity to establish yourself as the market leader. So really look at making sure that you are taking that idea, taking advantage of that idea, and immediately start writing it up. Because the longer you wait, the more somebody else may figure it out as well. But at the end of the day, you'll never know if a business opportunity delivers meaningful results until you test the market. Hopefully, you'll use these ideas to, and these principles to help you better identify and evaluate ideas. You will be better poised for successful market entry. And don't delay when you have a winning business idea in hand, the sooner you act, the greater the impact will in the marketplace will be. So I definitely wish you luck on that. I hope that it has given you at least that starting point as we continue to talk about how to go from employee to entrepreneur and now in these challenging times. So I'm excited for the future. We have a lot more to get to. But until next week on this Mindset Monday, thank you for listening to the Business Collective collective podcast. Make it a great day and a great week, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com. 